Andrew. Welcome to SDR Insiders. How are you doing? Hi, Maddie. Doing great. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited to chat with you today. Um, we don't know each other well, but we've both worked at Demand Drive for a minute. So I'm really excited to just learn a little bit more about you today and just also talk about time management. I think it's going to be a good one. I, I'm yeah. super excited and, you know, managing at Demand Drive, these are conversations we have all the time. So any opportunity I have to help other SDRs that are maybe getting started, maybe they are in the midst of navigating, getting a little tired of the role, I, I'm happy to share, you know, my process and hopefully it resonates. I'm sure it will. Um, I'm excited to just get to know about your process a little bit because you wear a lot of hats. That's going to be a theme throughout this episode. Definitely sure. talking about all those different hats you wear. But I would love just for anyone who hasn't met you or doesn't know you and is listening to just give a little background on yourself mm -hmm. and about your current role at Demand Drive. And yeah, just a little bit more about yourself, I think would be great to start off. Sure. Hi, everybody. My name's Andrew, uh, Andrew Smith's pretty common name that you would probably find in like, you know, an example in a in an in an English textbook or like a phone that you buy. It's the example name, the John Smith, if you will. Um, but yeah, I, I've been at Demand Drive over three years now, um, have a lot of sales experience in in different, you know, industries. So I did uh, employee benefits sales as an SDR in college. Uh, managed a retail store in Manhattan for like four years. Uh, that was absolute madness. Uh, and then I came to Demand Drive, uh, you know, in 2020, peak of COVID, looking for something new and different. I'm a musician. I went to music school. It's a huge part of my life. I, I music direct in Boston. I work with high schoolers, kids. Um, my life is chaotic and full. And sales has been actually a really great partner as I navigate uh, my music life and my professional life. So at Demand Drive, I have done a lot of different things. And I'm here to tell you, I didn't even mean for it to happen. I'm just one of those people that I, I'm a creative and I really, I enter situations and I, I do kind of beat to my own drum and I I started off you know as an SDR it was COVID uh, my cousin Gregory recommended the company and I thought you know what I want to I want a new opportunity so I started on a one rep project it was really challenging to be honest it was a healthcare cybersecurity project and I was on my own but it and this is so corny, but it ended up really helping me learn the ins and outs of the role because of how challenging it was. There was no alternative. So after about a year on the project, it kind of became clear that I took to training and I, I really liked ramping up other reps, uh, not only on that healthcare project, but in other ways, um, you know, shadow sessions, coaching sessions. So then I ended up being the week one trainer 
for demand drive for like a year and a half. And I did that mm -hmm. full time. And we were, you remember, we were hiring at such a rate that it yeah. was like every week we were like, oh, <laughs> there were like more and more people. So I learned so much doing that. Wow. Um, training is so thankless. And I, I just learned so much and it, it was a wild time. Then after that, uh, and I had been like a team lead and, and a project lead. And so, so after that, uh, a little over a year ago, an opportunity with unnamed big company uh, came about with Demand Drive and we had a pilot opportunity. And so Dan and Lindsay had thrown out to me, hey, we have this pilot opportunity with big, big company and we want to see what you find, see if you can find a process and scale it. So that was a year ago. And now we have goodness, we have like 45 to 50 reps on that project. And I'm overseeing that. And another client of ours that is in the healthy air sustainability space. So that is what I do at Demand Drive. <laughs> no, it's actually amazing you laying it out that way of all the different things you've done since you've been here for the past three years. It's really, really cool. Um, and it also just shows how much you can grow with this company too, which is a really great thing to see. And yeah, I mean, you've just worn so many hats. It's crazy to look back at. And so I'd love to go back to that first role as an SCR and just wondering what was your approach to time management when you first started? Did you have any was it something that you were conscious of or is it something that you really had to develop over time as you've been in the sales world? Definitely had to develop over time. I don't want anyone listening to this to think I am organized. Um, I, like deep in my soul, I am not. But to survive professionally and grow professionally, you would have to figure it out. So like I am a work in progress when it comes to time management. I'm not inherently organized, but I've had to become organized. Mm -hmm. So I'll tell you exactly how I did it. Mm -hmm. I am a scattered person. I'm always thinking of like three things at once. And that's honestly like another conversation with a doctor, but... <laughs> Me too, honestly. So I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Kidding, but not. So I find it very, e I find it easier for my personality and my life to simplify in every way possible. So, you know, my, my partner will say, let's go this way. It'll get us there the fastest, but we have to take a train, a bus and an airplane. I just want to take the train and have it take longer. So I've had to fight that in the SDR role. So when I started as an SDR, I broke my day into two halves. I looked at my activity expectations. I cut them in two. I put lunch in the middle and it wasn't that efficient, but it was like, this is what my day is. Um, I took a shower. I 
put on like a nice shirt and I said, 25 dials, thoughtful dials is the morning, 25 emails. I would call people, email them right after because I was approaching it like, how do I just do this? Mm -hmm. It wasn't like, maybe I'll try this. It was like, let's just get the job done in the beginning. Then when my responsibilities started growing, I definitely started blocking off my calendar and really utilizing my calendar in every way possible. So I'm kind of a one-trick pony at this point. Uh, I've said this a gazillion times at Demand Drive, so it'll be a, a repeat for a lot of people. Um, if you want to go on a walk, put on put it on your calendar. If you like to take your dog for a walk at a certain time, put it on your calendar. I put everything on my calendar. Um, am I a day ahead? Not always, but if someone meets with me, if they're like, hey, um, Andrew, can we just sync really quick? And it's 15 minutes, but it goes for 30. I'll adjust what it was on my calendar. Because I don't know why, but I like to look back and see what what did my day, what did I plan my day to be? And what did it become? But when you're new, I and I used to say this during training all the time. I don't know. I don't exactly care what your process is, but I'd love you to have one. <laughs> it spaghetti at the wall. I it's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. And I'll tell you, I didn't get a lead on my first project until three weeks in. Mm -hmm. Of like really trying. It wasn't like I'm just like kind of getting a feel for it wasn't. No, I was really trying mm -hmm. um, exceeding activity expectations. So you could argue that my process was actually not working for me. But what it actually did was it helped me create a routine, respect the um, the workday and the hours and, and see it as like, OK, I'm, this is going to work, walking two feet to my desk and getting a feel for how my day was going to going to be and then i think professionally that helped me to take on other roles because i had already created a routine yeah honestly that advice is huge and i think that kind of goes into what i was going to ask next which was are there any tactics that you would stay away from and it kind of sounds like that spaghetti at the walls tactic it doesn't work you need to have some type of process. So other than that, is there anything else that you feel like you tried in the beginning or you've tried in the past that you would stay away from that has not worked for you? Time management wise. I think what I... I love this question because there are a couple of different ways you could go. I think what I would say is don't ever think you're going to remember anything. You have to set up a task. You have to write it down. Mm -hmm. You will not remember. Mm -hmm. Ooh, had a great conversation with Maddie, VP of supply chain. She got a little cold. 
but she's gonna she's gonna be back on Friday and and I'm gonna get it. You're not remembering her on Friday. You s- no 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 Andrew I will I will no you won't. So you have to write it down and depending on the CRM you're using whether it's Salesforce, HubSpot, a dialer at least know what the CRM offers for like callback features, automation, tasks. Know how to use them and then actually use them. I I actually I what a weird human nature thing <laughs> that we can have so many resources to help us and we really don't want to use them. So yeah, <laughs> we we have a we have a bunch of people on my team that you know really uh utilize our CRM to its fullest extent. And when I started seeing that, I immediately was like, well, that kid's training because, you know, you you become a guru. So Mm -hmm. I would say tactics I would stay away from is, uh, what am I saying? Tactics you you should stay away from, acting like you know how to do it when you're new. Mm Mm-hmm. We, I really, and again, I'm a little biased, but I think our training week one is really good here. I know it's fast, but I think it's really good. And I always say, when I started, I did this job exactly the way Chelsea taught me to do it. Mm-hmm. I didn't say, okay, okay, that, that sounds good. I'm going to do it my way. Because mm-hmm. the joke of it is, when you're new, what is your way? Mm-hmm. Your your strategy doesn't weigh that much when you don't know much. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was exactly no. I think where that you was expecting great. me to go. Okay. <laughs> no, it was great, and I think it's so true to honestly, even myself as an STR. I think we think we're able to remember everything and remember what's going on. When we have so much going on in our lives and in the role and maybe in other aspects of the company and we have to think ahead and know that we're going to forget things and to be proactive in that way. So I think I think that's great. And I am curious if someone is feeling like, you know, they're doing those things, but they don't feel like they have enough hours in the day, because I know that's a way I feel a lot of a lot of times feel like there's just not enough hours in the day for everything that I have to accomplish. Is there any advice or tips you would give to that person who wants to make more of the hours in the day? Mm-hmm. Totally. So here's what I would say, and this is becoming a theme in a lot of my conversations lately. I, this might be a little controversial. Don't cancel me, Maddie. <laughs> I'll try not to. But I'm kind of getting tired of like the account mapping idea. I just feel that it is best for our day, our time, our well-being to instead strengthen our skills over the phone Mm -hmm. to better connect with people and then follow the evidence like you're a detective. I'm just at a point with like scouring LinkedIn and Zoom info and all these things. I could spend 30 minutes doing that, Mm -hmm. call the company, 
and be like, oh, they're leaving next week. Yeah. So just, I would say if you're struggling with getting it all done in one day, something about your process just isn't working. And I, I think it's it's probably time to ask yourself why that is. And, and again, I don't mean to be like um, catastrophizing, but a lot of times when reps are telling me that they might be overwhelmed, they're having trouble navigating their time management, I often wonder if they're hiding from the phone. Because a lot of times we can use our energy over the phone and have unbelievable conversations if we're comfortable asking some of the tougher questions. And I think that could give you two more hours a day. Mm -hmm. I think that's fabulous advice. And I also think that as someone who has been in the role for, I would say, about two years now, um, it really is something you learn early on to make sure you're on the phones, calling a lot. And I think as the role progresses, sometimes you lead more towards LinkedIn or maybe it's email, whatever it might be. But really just going back to basics, I think, can really change your process, especially if you feel like things aren't working. So, yeah, I think that's great advice is to kind of just go back to the basics, what you started with, which is calling. Calls are everything and having those yeah. conversations. Yeah. And I, I often have to find a balance between being positive and being ruthless. Mm -hmm. But I, I do think uh, as the role progresses, we lean towards LinkedIn and email messaging because deep down, the phone sucks. Mm -hmm. We don't want to do it. <laughs> That's just the reality. Like a lot of the AEs I work with won't pick up a phone. Yeah. They will not do it. Mm -hmm. Oh, we had a no show. I'm like, oh my God, really? Did you, I don't know, call them? 959, you give them a little ring ding ding. <laughs> they probably would have hopped right on because I don't know, they forgot. Mm -hmm. Don't avoid the phone. Just mm -hmm. just do some mirror work. Say, I have to do this. Mm -hmm. And you'll get five more leads. Mm -hmm. And again, I only I'm a little huffy puffy today, but I do I talk to all like I talk to so many of our reps every mm -hmm. single day. So, like, I know what people are saying and what they're struggling with. And oftentimes, it's not these, like, big things. It's actually yeah. super fundamental. It's like Simple more, stuff. oh, my gosh, you hate talking to people. <laughs> or, like, you hate the phone. So we have to figure that out. And we have to rewire that and get you to understand if we can get past this, you're going to make more money. Yeah. And I heard, I don't know, I heard you needed that. Mm -hmm. So, like, let's figure that out. And it goes back to, again, writing things down. Like, you're sleeping on leads. Yeah, no one's picking up. You are sleeping on QCs you forgot about. Mm -hmm. That great Tuesday you had, and now it's like, 
the following Wednesday. Did you follow up on those? Mm-hmm. And and I think that's that. And I'm going a little all over the place, but that is no. when that's when you can get into um, thinking way too much about daily activity expectations and less about the big picture. So for me too, I talk a lot of, on my team about like, you know, do you have like a vision board? And I know that sounds like corny, but a vision board or a dream board for your meetings for the month. Because if you really think about it, I think our goals at Demand Drive are extremely fair. <laughs> it, we're just not going to ever be a company that's like more. Um, it, It's very realistic. And for me, it's like, if you get 10 QCs a day, something's wrong. Like something is up with your messaging because you should be getting leads then. So if your goal is 10 and you have 10 great conversations in week one of the month, I want you numbering out 10, writing that down and stamping that on your wall, having it in a Google Excel sheet, having it in your CRM. And that really should be a good way of like, okay, I have to get two to three a week. You know, it's crazy. I think this conversation is going to be so beneficial to new reps just as much as tenured reps. Because as someone who's been in the role for a little bit, I think hearing these things, it's things that I do. But to just hear it in the way that you're saying it, it's really eye-opening. So I I really think you're giving some good advice right now. So thank you. I'm so (laughs) glad. And I mean, as I say it, I'm sure I'm borderline insufferable on a daily basis. But it's the reality is, is this is the job. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm getting to a point like this is a wild job. It's a wacky job. Maddie, I'm sure you talk to your friends and they're like, I could never do that. Yes, daily. Like I have friends that would rather die than order (laughs) a pizza like over the phone. Yeah. So what we're doing is wild. Mm -hmm. To be successful, Mm -hmm. you got to get wild. You got to get wild with it. Um, I have reps say, "What, what would you say? To someone who says this. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, I'll ask them why they're saying that. Mm -hmm. And they're like, you got to get a little wacky. If someone says, yeah, yeah, he's he's never going to take that meeting. You, You can send it to me. Say, you know, I actually have to only pass meetings with directors and above. So I appreciate if you can help me there. And then they're like, oh. Yeah. And I think it's also leveling with people. At the end of the day, you're talking to another human being. And I think we get in our heads sometimes when we're on LinkedIn, on our CRM, looking at all these big names and titles. And at the end of the day, you're just having a conversation with someone. That is the basis of this whole entire job. And so leveling with yourself a little bit and reminding yourself of that, especially when you're having these conversations and getting pushback, that's that could be a lead right there. Absolutely. Totally. And always remembering you're talking to someone that is a brother, a sister, a mom, mm-hmm. a dad. Um, they they are a person most likely 
waiting, counting down the minutes to five o'clock when they can get to most of the time what they'd rather be doing. So spending time with their family, making music. They're a lot of a lot of the people I think, especially in our client pool or the the ICPs of our clients, they are in industries that often don't recognize them like as people Mm -hmm. so I think remembering that you can tap into their humanity in that way hey you know my name's Andrew calling from demand drive how's it going Mm -hmm. hoping you can help wondering if you can help this is what I have to do are you the right person? Cool. Mm-hmm. You're not. Who's the right person? Awesome. When's a good time to to catch them? And just getting really casual and personal with what you're trying to do, I think is always going to win over. I, Maddie, I'm sure. Do you get prospected a lot? I've started to. Like, I feel like yeah. now that I've been in the role for a little bit, I get more emails. Oh, my gosh. With it, time, it I, is more. Yeah. The emails I get are an absolute abomination. Mm-hmm. So I I will be your phone guy all day. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I it's just, it's yeah. a good thing to think about, like how many emails are going to our spam every single day versus if you end up picking up, if you're going to have a conversation, if it's a real person, you probably will. Yeah, remember the yeah. scam calls I get, I'll answer sometimes. And I answered one yesterday and he was like, is this Andrew? I was like, yes. He was like, the business owner? <laughs> I was like, get out of here. Yeah, no. So if you if you right off the bat have an intro that's human mm-hmm. and, and friendly and imperfect, that really, that really sounds like you're a breathing human that's not reading something, it goes such a long way. It does. Yeah, I think that is great advice beyond time management, but I think that people are really going to resonate with that. I know I just did. Um, And I guess going back to the whole thought process of your day and how you get so many things done wearing so many different hats, are there non-negotiables that are a part of your day or that have become a part of your day and your current routine that you recommend to other sales reps, regardless of their project, regardless of their tenure, that you think have really changed what your day looks like in your process? I... So full disclosure, Mm -hmm. I have terrible boundaries at, at work. And, uh... I think a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. I will answer every message. Um, I'm multitasking all the time. Sometimes I'm even on the phone, and I'll mess. I'll answer a question from a rep that a rep might have. Mm-hmm. I think for SDRs that solely have to just do the SDR role. Mm-hmm. Blocking your calendar and utilizing Slack or whatever, or Teams, whatever you're using 
<laughs> leveraging like the away messages and the statuses can be really helpful. So on our team, and again, I don't know if this is working, but it's like you have to just try. Yeah. We're doing we're doing like focus time. So if someone has the red phone emoji, mm-hmm. and that's, fo- that's focus time mm-hmm. for them. And it's just kind of a light indicator that they're kind of doing their thing right now. Mm-hmm. So like chill. One of my reps right before we started was asking me the same thing because she's navigating having a little bit more responsibility because she's on a one rep deal that we just signed two more reps for. Mm-hmm. And I told her right off the bat that I, I I didn't want her to feel like she was, you know, having to answer all the questions. But I think the reality is, is it's just what happens. You You gravitate towards the person that's done well and she's on her own. So, She's she's having to field a lot of questions while meeting her own expe- her own daily expectations. So we talked through, you know, just when you're calling, you're calling and maybe close Slack, like like don't even have it open so that you can't even see the notifications. You can't see the little red one, two, three, four, five at the at the bottom and just want to click it really bad because it's fun. Don't even open it. Maybe shut off your monitor. Um, I actually do that uh, sometimes when I'm on calls like this. I'll full screen it, shut off my monitor because, you know, in this new world, you don't, you just, you want to give people your attention. So, I guess just try to decide what you're going to do mm-hmm. in blocks of time that aren't too long. You know, don't say, I'm calling for two hours. Like, say, no, I'm calling for 30 minutes mm-hmm. and I'm just going to focus on calling and what I'm saying. Because let's be real, if you're on Slack as you're calling and you're doing all these things, um, so-and-so is going to say, this is Mike. And you're going to say, hi, I'm looking to speak with Mike. Mm-hmm. And then you're a dingus and he knows mm-hmm. that you're not ready. And multitasking. And multitasking. And he's probably going to be like, you know what? Take me off your list. Yeah. But that's your fault. Mm-hmm. So it's the multitasking thing. People can wait 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And in the manager role, sometimes they actually can't. And that's just the cross you have to bear. But mm-hmm. Most things can wait. Yeah. Most most things can wait. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. You're so right. Yeah. And I also think that just being present is something that our generation has such a hard time doing. And I think when you're on the phones, when you're emailing, it's not as important. But I think when you're on the phones, just try to be present. Put your phone away, your cell phone away. Make sure you're really just taking the time. And I think that could be a non-negotiable all in itself is just making sure that you're really trying to be present, especially when you're doing activities 
like on the phone or whatever it might be with your role because then you're you're actually using that full 30 minutes you're not really just using like the 10 minutes that you were actually calling and then the 20 minutes that you were doing everything else so i think being present is something that could be a really good non-negotiable to try to implement sure i what a what a what an enormous point you just made and and could probably be an entire episode yeah I I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm shocked. I I don't use my phone when I'm on when I'm calling prospects. Mm-hmm. I actually don't. And and I I'm totally addicted to my phone um in in other aspects of life, but mm-hmm. when I am prospecting and I'm I'm calling people, mm-hmm. I actually do just sit there and and think about what I'm going to say because I'm caught. Oh, I forgot to mention this. I'm still on the phone. Yes. I forgot to mention this for everyone listening. I promise I'm not completely full of it. I feel very strongly as a manager that I am still on the phone calling. Which I think is amazing. It's an amazing. It's hard as hell. But it's an amazing thing to do. Yeah, it's 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 hard to keep up, but I just don't want to manage people without being in the mud. I I don't want to be maybe try this when I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. Um it's the job is wild, it's hard. There are challenges at every turn, the messaging, the approach, the call blocks, what time of day, all of these things, and it feels so much better. For me, knowing that I am still doing it, mm-hmm. when someone's like, yeah, you know, it just takes a really long time to to, to find the numbers for the companies, I'm like, 30 seconds? 45, maybe? Yeah. And, and it forces them to look in the mirror. And I'm not trying to be a jerk. It's really just, I don't want to just show up I want to feel like I'm actually doing something and we owe it to our people to professionally develop them because this is one of those jobs. Oh my goodness. You can just become a zombie and that I won't allow that. Mm-hmm. I won't. No, I think it's huge and I'm so happy you brought it up because I also forgot, but it was a big part of our pre-conversation is the fact that you are still on the phones. Yeah. You're still getting that experience day to day, hearing what's right. going on with your project. And I think that's huge. It's absolutely yeah. huge. Um, so I will be asking this each episode, and I think it'll be a little different because you are still on the phones. But is there any influential or funny or crazy story that you remember as an SDR that really has shaped you in maybe positive ways, negative ways, whatever it might be. Um, Would love to hear it. It could be something from your first week of calling up until now, but would love to just kind of hear anything that comes to mind when I say that uh, right away as a story that, you know, you come back to still three years later. I can think of a recent one while you're while you're thinking. Yeah. So recently I was on the phones and I called someone very high up at this company 
And he basically told me to F off, right? Yeah. Told me to get get lost. Yeah. And that same day I got a meeting with his research director. Oh. So I think it's also sometimes the perseverance in situations too, where even if someone tells you, Oh, we'll never use you or mm-hmm. we're not interested, we don't we don't want to talk to you or take me off the list, that doesn't mean to give up totally and even two years in that happening recently it reminded me okay even if someone from a company is rude to you that doesn't mean you should stop trying especially if you know it's the right prospect sure um so that thank you for doing that because now i have a story a really nice story um so had a really great uh experience when i started this pilot for big big company and it was um, the first month of the project, and I was doing my thing, and we were navigating lists and data and not having full access into their internal server and all, all the data that I really needed to be successful. So it was kind of like, let's just give them a little bit and see what they can do. So I call this man and found his cell phone number gave it a ring ding ding and he was just this kind of curmudgeon and you know he said if this is a sales call I will not take it and just because I love the accent he was French so it was it was very um you know matter of fact and if this is a sales call I will not take it and he hung up. I appreciate the accent. Thank you. It was very Lumiere, mm-hmm. like Beauty and the Beast Lumiere. Mm-hmm. Like that, think of that voice. And I just loved his title. It was one of those titles where I was like, we're trying to do strategic work and strategic conversations. And this isn't about, do I have a gadget for you? This is about more like, bigger than that more about changing a company's process on a on a bigger scale so i really liked his title and the fact that he picked up was amazing gave this guy like a solid month Mm -hmm. started calling him again another month goes by randomly he just picks up we have the most normal conversation ever not how'd you get my cell phone number wait where are you calling from it was so calm cool i'm asking you know day-to-day challenge points what are aspects of your job that where are you hitting roadblocks tell me more about that i don't have a ton of information on that vendor what is what does that mean what do they do and big name company Oh, I get the meeting, of course. <laughs> big big name company is like, why did you call him? How did you talk? How did you get him? How did you talk to him? And they immediately asked to meet with me. And they had been trying to talk to this man for years. Wow. And he ended up being the most influential person for that company 
like in the world. Wow. So it's definitely the biggest meeting I've ever passed at Demand Drive. Yeah, that's huge. But then big name company asked me to to go on the call with Lumiere to like kind of, you know, be an icebreaker. Hey, you know, thanks so much for hopping on. As I mentioned, here's blah, blah, and blah, blah. We're going to talk through some of those things. I'll be on the call if you need me. All I can say about that is, and what a what a silly um, talking point, you know. Trust your gut, but it's like, I don't know. I there was something about that guy when he said this is a sales call and I will not take it. There was something about him where I was like, no way. He's so nice. Like I his LinkedIn, I was like, there's no way. He loves like badminton. He's not gonna be a mean guy. So I just caught him at the wrong time. He didn't have the time to really listen to me. Mm-hmm. And um, I gave him another shot, you know, when the when the waters cooled down or something, whatever the saying is. No, I love that story. And I think once you have an experience like that, it makes you realize, oh, my gosh, I could have done that with so many other prospects and maybe tried again should I go back? Like it makes you realize that perseverance really is key in this role. And it is the most important thing at the end of the day. Yeah. And who's to say like a month later, you can't say, Hey, Maddie, uh, Andrew Smith calling from demand drive. We spoke really briefly Mm -hmm. around Halloween. It was not the right time. Mm Want to set up a call with you. Talk about X, Y, Z. And be on your radar for the future. Yeah. You say no, then I say why, then you say because we have this, and then I say, well, we want to show you what we're doing and be ahead of the game for when you renegotiate, and then you get a meeting. Mm-hmm. And that's really how it, that's that's what it's all about. It is. Uh, Andrew, this was such a great conversation. I really appreciate it. And I just want to know as we're wrapping up, Is there one thing from this conversation, I know I have one thing that I'm going to share, that you would want the audience to take away from this episode? Do you think there's one thing that really stands out to you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what I would say, if you feel that one of your weaknesses is your phone work figure it out Mm -hmm. because it's it's you're you're missing out on money you know if you're the email guy uh that's fine and that's valuable but really think about what you're missing talking to actual people Mm -hmm. saying hey you know Maddie, this is what I'm trying to do. Then you talk to Alex, then you talk to AJ. And just because you actually talk to Maddie, you get the meeting with AJ. And that's mm-hmm. that it's harder to do via email. It just is. It is. It's hard because yeah. nothing's personal anymore. Mm-hmm. So like I would say if any part of you got butterflies when I said that, 
work on being more confident on the yep. phone, asking more questions, taking bigger risks. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're like, um, okay, uh, is it okay if I call you back in six months? Six months? <laughs> no, don't suggest six months. Yeah. I want next week. Yeah. The, you know, and that's what I would say. It's, it's let's, let's, let's build some confidence. And if that resonates, you have so many resources at Demand Drive to really help you with that. And, and think about your career beyond Demand Drive long term. These are skills, even if you don't work in sales forever. Oh, these are skills that are going to take you so far. So, so invest in yourself and really care about it. What also jumped out to me about what you just said about your takeaway is what is the worst thing that could happen? Oh and I think God. that's Absolutely. something we don't talk about enough. Totally. It's someone says no. If that's the worst thing that can happen, okay, you move on. You go to the next prospect. I think just reminding yourself of that regardless of what project you are on, whatever you're working on, to remember the worst thing that can happen is someone saying no. It's worth a shot. It's worth a shot to try. Um, I would say that my key takeaway from this episode is the importance of going back to the basics, making sure that your foundation is strong, regardless of if you're starting, if you've been in the role for a while, or shifting rules, whatever it might be, going back to basics and making sure that foundation is always at a good spot, mm -hmm. that's how you continue to succeed. Totally agree. Yeah. At the end of the day, the basics are what the role is all about. Everything else is really supplemental in helping you grow into a new role. But to grow into a new role, you really have to understand this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're wanting, if you want to be an AE, oh, you got to be a great SDR. Let's yes. let's focus on that. Yes, and it's so crazy that the topic of this episode was time management, but you realize that time management is just a word. It's all of the action that's behind it. There's so much action that has to be behind it, and I think people will be surprised by this episode that. Yes, it's about time management, but we talked about so much more than just that because it's the it's the basis of everything. Well, so time management, if you say from 10 to 11, you're going to account map. But if your account mapping is useless, 10 to 11 didn't even matter. Mm -hmm. So I also appreciate, Maddie, you're an amazing host because I'm a chaotic interviewee. <laughs> And I, I don't stay on topic and I no, but apologize. It was a great conversation. But, yeah. But you're a beautiful summarizer. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> you took a lot of my points and then made them a beautiful one liner. Thank you. So I appreciate that. I'll need you. I'll need you on Thank other you. calls. I appreciate that. And like I said, I think it's a bigger message. Time management isn't just about the time. It's all the other things, the building blocks. And I think people are really going to appreciate that from this conversation and all of the tips and takeaways. So I really appreciate your time and wisdom. And I can't wait for everyone else to hear this as well. So thank you. Thanks, Patty. Thanks, Patty.